Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we got a Commander's Preview. And I'm coming up, and I'm undefeated in Giants games I've attended. So I'm excited to get up there, and I'm excited for a win. Justin, right now the Commanders are the better team. But the Giants have the talent on the coaching staff to become the better team. And that would start with defending their home turf on Sunday. How are you? I'm good. Uh, let me tell you some of the headlines that I thought of heading into this game. So here are the headlines heading into this Sunday. Will the Giants score their first home touchdown in 2023? If the Giants do score a home touchdown, will the stadium play back in the New York groove? Will the Giants score their first half tu- their first first half touchdown in 2023? Will Nick Gates get his revenge? And will Bobby Skinner remain undefeated while attending Giants games? Th- those are my headlines. But in all actuality, like, I know that's, like, silly. And that's like, oh, Justin's being just a troll. In all actuality, this team does have an opportunity, the second ha- this back end, back half, second half of this schedule, to make this season something that it very much is not right now. I don't believe that will happen. But I want this team to go out there on Sunday. How about prove me wrong? Go ahead and prove me wrong. Yeah. Um, and again, this commander's team is like they're three and three and they've kind of playing like a three and three team where they have like these really good moments, but there's also some like really negative uh, parts of their team. Um, by the way, Nick Gates is a talking giants ring of honor member. If you see him flick him off and say talking giants versus the world. Yeah. Um, he said he would welcome that. So (laughs) you just give him a nice double bird and talking giants versus the world. If you see him, I'm going to be sitting on the home side. Uh, so I'm not going to, which is my first time at life sitting on the home side. Um, are you up high or are you down low? I'm up high, section 350. 350, okay. Or wait, no, either 315 or 350. Well, 315 is where I'm sitting. I think, hold on. The guy sent me the message. Um, well, he said, uh, hold on. Uh, my, has, my ticket master has been being weird. I think it's 315. That's where I'm sitting, great. You sit on the home side? Yes, Oh, then I have said on the home side. Then why was Michael Strahan so far away from us at the halftime ceremony at the Eagles game? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They face the other way. That's that's the thing. They don't like if, like when that's they do so ceremonies. That's so weird. Why did they? Yeah. Why did they face the? Why didn't they face the home side? <laughs> it's a good question. Like the American flag is always upside down for me. Yeah. It's 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 weird. But Bobby Skinner, we have a Commanders game to preview, um, and we did this on purpose. We recorded part two first. So we can wait for Daniel Jones' news to come out. So now we're recording part one. Yeah, it looks like Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback. First episode is brought to you by some special people. Tommy Schneitzer. He's a Whitezer. Console Wars. Uh, big YouTube channel. Go check yeah. it out. We like that. Oh, no. 
Ah, shit, I said something, too. Console Wars, we love those guys. Go check them out. <laughs> Anthony uh, Sakioshio, a lot of pizza places, and then Scott Arnold. Hey, it's Arnold. Dan Arnold. Justin, who are these people? Hey, Arnold. It's like something just, like, blew up in your house, and you're like your computer, like, fell down. I don't know if we got it enough before I said, oh, no, I should have kept my mouth shut. Um, these wonderful people went to patreon.com slash Giants. Two dollars a month plus some other tiers. You get to hang out with us live while we record the shows. Bobby Skinner and I got to be together at the John Boy Media Warehouse this Sunday, recapping what will hopefully be a Giants victory. Early victory Monday you can celebrate with us. Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers in the mail. And there's some shirt raffles a couple times a month. Patreon.com slash Giants. Come to our tailgate, L16. Click the link in our description. Um... Come hang out with us if you want to even decide last minute. I'm going to go to this Giants-Commanders game. I'm going to go say hi to Bobby and Justin. We'll have some Giants trivia going on, I believe. Hopefully, we'll have Madden going on again. We have a lot of activities and stuff to do outside of just getting some good food as well. And we will also be providing alcohol now. That's new. So go check our, our tailgate tickets. And if you don't want to get a ticket, please just come hang out with us too. Commander's defense, Justin. The Giants offense versus the Commander's defense. 30th in scoring. 29, they're giving up 20 over 29 points per game. They're 27th in passing. They're 23rd in rushing while being 26th in yards per carry. This is a bad defense, right? Here's the thing, though. As bad as the Commander's defense is, their pass rush is good. Yeah. They have the seventh most sacks in the NFL. They have a good pressure rate while not blitzing. Chase Young is playing extremely well. He's going to line up over to left tackle, which I think is going to be Justin Pugh all game. Montez Sweat will go against Evan Neal. And then uh, Jonathan Allen, they're on pain in the middle. So they still have that good pass rush. But kind of everything else about their defense is bad. And that's my thing. Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones, whoever quarterback, dude, put up freaking 20 points. Put 20 points on the damn board. You're asking for 20 points. I'm just asking for one touchdown to start, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, man, the, the back end of this defense is weird. Like, even the coverages that they play are weird, too, Bobby. Like, did you watch that Thursday night football game versus the Bears? And how Justin Fields just... Justin Fields and DJ Moore just had explosive play after explosive play. They were, like, they were like willingly giving up. Here's a 20-plus yard passing play. We're going to sit our guys in, like, this 15 to 19-yard zone. Here's the 20-plus yard passing play. Take it. And, the and like, the Bears were. It's some crazy, crazy back-end stuff that they do, but their front four is legit. Yeah, and, like, they will also, like, though I think they're going to stack the box a little bit versus the Giants. They did that versus Atlanta a good amount. Um, but even when they get in, like, their two high safety looks, we talked about it, and you think even last year's game, right? Like, you had Slayton. Like, remember the Slayton drop, right? That's a route that you never throw. But their safeties, they they give the illusion of like, oh, we're this bend-don't-break defense with how they align, but they're really not. Their safeties don't really defend the deep part of the field very well. Like, Desmond Ritter threw the ball. Like, he split, you know, their receiver, I can't even remember who it was, split two, you know, two defenders, two safeties in the middle of the field because they're just sitting on their, they're just sitting flat-footed, letting it go past. So, like, this could be a game where, hey, Jalen Hyatt split their two high-safety looks, Tyrod Taylor take that stuff they're gonna bite on that underneath stuff I think Slayton can win his one-on-ones consistently and again it's just you attack their linebackers and safeties because they just make wrong decisions in zone coverage way way too often they've allowed the fifth most passing plays of 20 plus yards but the only problem is is that they're going up against the Giants team 
that is currently, are they last in the NFL? They are not last in the NFL. They do have 13th, but that is very close to the bottom, and I believe five of those might have even come, like four of those came in the second half against the Cardinals anyway. Um, so that's the only issue, Bobby, is that you know the Giants are going up against a bad defense that does allow a lot of big plays through the air and on the ground, but the Giants just haven't been able to do anything consistently enough. Um, now, do you want to transition to... Tyrod Taylor versus this commander's defense, or if there is a chance that Daniel Jones plays, like I'm not a hundred percent sure Daniel Jones, not clear for contact it's, yet. That's the main thing that's holding him back. So are you more in a way after seeing what Tyrod Taylor did last week against the bills and how he pushed the ball down the field a little bit? Do you think that could come against the commanders this Sunday? I do because they see what the, now this again, the protection up front, Again, we're not going to ask it to be good, right? Because it's a bad offensive line versus a very good pass rush with Tyrod. So you got to be you got to be careful and pick your spots. But you do also you do have to take those chances, right? You can't go into this game thinking we're gonna stick route, stick route, flat route. It's gonna be a part of your game plan, but you have to look for those explosives. You'd be it'd be negligent to not do that and then not put those on the menu with some check down options to get out of it. And we know Tyrod Taylor will escape right if he doesn't see something develop and and can just don't create the sacks but you also have to be careful because again Justin Pugh probably will start at left tackle he's going to be going up against Chase Young I'll be interested to see if Chase Young tries like use his power on him which I think would be the smart thing yeah sweat versus Neil I mean this is probably the best pass rusher Neil's face since since San Fran like yeah with Bo- Bosa lining up kind of exclusively on that on that right side right Right, yeah, because we ha- really haven't been a bunch of like great pass rushing units the Giants have faced the last few weeks. I guess Buffalo's really not- Von Miller, but Von Miller does not look like Von Miller right now. He's coming back from that injury. Yeah. Um. So you just you just you obviously got to be careful, right? You can't go balls to the wall, and that part of that happens with the rushing game, but also use Saquon in the passing game. If you remember this game last year, right? What happened in the second game? Oh, those swing hit, passes. Hit those swing passes to Saquon. Use him in the stick concept, and if. I can see them getting trying to get aggressive on those, right? Bijan Robinson killed Jamin Davis on a wheel route last week, and Desmond Ritter threw it bad, so they didn't complete it. It would have been six, right? So if they get, a, if you see them getting a little aggressive on that, and Cody Barton and Jamin Davis, so Jamin Davis has improved, but I still don't really like him as a linebacker. Yeah, Cody Barton, I definitely don't. Well, then you could get an explosive like with Saquon in the receiving game. So there's a lot of diff. This defense is bad. So they it allows you to do some different things in the passing game, and they're bad. Like hey, we're over aggressive and our coverage is bad. So there's just a lot to take advantage of there. And whenever you play a defense like that, it gives you options within a play. It's not just pre-snap. It's not facing man coverage. Like all right, pre-snap, go beat your guy. We're gonna try and throw this. It's you got to be able to uh, process post-snap. But it's going to be there if, if you have enough protection on a handful of plays. Not going to say go out there and go guns a-blazing, but you got to have those opportunities. Yeah, for me, like, best case scenario, I, I hope we're, we're coming on this show on Monday, Bobby. And I hope that we're saying, man, the Giants are really at a disadvantage with not having their starting quarterback and not having a very good functioning offensive line right now. But man, what a job by this coaching staff to put players in position to be successful, and in particular, putting players in positions to be successful against players that are not good on the Washington defense. And I'm like circling those linebackers, like, um, like I, I haven't like you know 
uh, Jamin Davis for years. I was Dave Gettleman's, you know, big, big guy in like 2021 that he really wanted. Um, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we have like, we're coming on a Monday. We're like, man, like this was a little bit of like, this is what Kyle Shanahan does. This, this is like what the best coaches in the league do, where even if you were operating at a disadvantage in, in one area or multiple areas, they still found a way to win. And this was a coaching masterclass on the offensive side of the ball. I want to get back to saying that. Yeah, and they leave some zones wide open in play action sometimes. Like there, there's some really big issues on this defense, running game wise. I don't think you should go Buffalo heavy, right? Like the Giants' run offense wasn't as wasn't successful besides two big runs by Saquon. But it should be very involved, and Saquon regardless should be very involved in this game, whether it's the receiving game or the rushing game. But be. Partly because of this offensive line issues, you do have to have some commitment to the run game to leave the pass rush that the commanders are going to do. You got to make them play. You got to make them play both ways. They've allowed the ninth most runs of ten plus yards so far this year too. Um, I and want Saquon's, the running Saquon's seventh in explosive run rate and second most negative run rate. Right, so the running game has been. Boom or right. bust this year, unfortunately. Right. And this is a game where I think if the Giants are going to have any any kind of success, you can't just run the ball to avoid the sack. Running the ball on first and second down. They have been running the ball on second down. It's been frustrating me. They've been running it on second and long, not second and short. They've been running it on second and long, and it just hasn't gone anywhere. It's, it's gone nowhere. This is a game where if they're going to have a path to success, it's running the ball somewhat efficiently and it's rare that you're going to hear me kind of say those words but they can't just run the ball for the sake of running the ball to avoid a sack on first and second down because they're going to take the sack on third down anyway <laughs> well i think that's why and first down is why is where you involve saquon in the passing game a little bit right work that quick game or at least have saquon as an outlet for some yeah. of your stuff because hey you can a check down on first down is a lot better than a check down on yeah. third and eight, obviously. So an extension of the running game. That's I, I love that phrase. That's where you can and then get into some fa- like you can still run on first down, but not get to where we're trying to run on every first down and then get yourself into some favorable running uh, situations like you know second and four and third and two blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else on their defense, Justin? No, I mean we haven't even talked about Jonathan Allen and and Deron Payne. Um, well, just they're really good. Like when we yeah. talk about their pass rush, they're really good two-way players. Payne hasn't been great this year, but still I'm expecting him to have his way with this Giants interior. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Forbes on the defense side of the ball. I don't know if they benched him or went away they from did. him a little he got, bit. I think, he, I think he got benched less. I mean, their corners are not – Kendall Fuller is a solid player, but again, still, these, guys are, these guys don't threaten you at all. It's funny that Dal- Dalton Feely and I, we made a video for JM Football doing our, our all-JM team through the first quarter of the season. We put Kendall Fuller on there, and then that fucking night, it's DJ Moore just getting 200 yards against Kendall Fuller. I'm like, wow, he looks like shit. <laughs> so he's having a good year, but again, I feel like everybody on this defense can be had. Um, ben- Benjamin St. Juice is, is another corner that they that they have who's having. They had him on the nickel. Now they're just playing on the outside. They... Yeah, so it's it's a little it's a little bit of a mess. Like if you look at the like I, I look at my EPA tiers and my EPA per play tiers. Um, even though the Giants' defense has had some impressive performances, they've they've played against good teams that still have been able to put up points against them. The Giants and the Washington Commanders' defense is very similar on an efficiency basis, and the Giants' defense has not been very good on an efficiency basis so far this year. So, Bobby, why don't we talk about the Giants' defense? Oh, before we talk about the Giants' defense, before we talk about the Giants' defense, I want to talk to you about the Farmer's Dog. Oh, my dog, Mikey, 
is still very much enjoying his fresh farmer's dog food. We have everything stocked basically until the end of the year. Farmer's dog, they sent me so much and I'm so thankful. I'm freezing it. I'm freezing it and it still works. It's still fresh. I, you know, we defrost it for Mikey and then boom, he has some fresh meals ready to go two times a day, every single day. And he is loving it. The farmer's dog, they make and deliver fresh, healthy dog food. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from real healthy ingredients to human food safety standards. The farmer's dog also sends the food pre-proportioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs it's easy to help your dog maintain their ideal weight which is one of the biggest indicators of a full healthy life get 50 percent off your first box of fresh healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash john boy plus you get free shipping that's thefarmersdog.com slash john boy for 50 percent off come on pay attention in there let's go we got a beautiful day work play fast play fast whoa ah Bobby Skinner, you'd be glad you did. Why don't we talk about this Giants defense versus well, a sack-happy Commander's Sam Howell offense? Rest in peace, Lucy. My brother oh. and his wife got a dog, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna get have to get that dog on Farmer's Dog, um, even though they're not farmers, <laughs> and they're also very. You know, let me not do family stuff. Um, <laughs> but she's kind of like the nothing but the best type uh, person. So. Yeah. So she needs the best. The farmer's, farmer's dog, dog is the best. Can't not some bullshit ass dr- processed dry. Dry. Food. No, get out. I, I I will shame them into getting farmer's dog. Like you got this beautiful dog, and you're not going to give it the best of the best. You out of your damn mind, Emily. Lucy, Lucy would have loved it. Um. Oh, Lucy would have loved it. <laughs> and have a nice smoke after. It's great. <laughs> yeah. All right. The commander's offense, number 12 in scoring at 22.2 points per game, and they're fairly balanced in what they do. They're good in the red zone, bad on third down. Their passing game, it's complicated. If it was a relationship, it'd be complicated. Uh They're number 16 in passing, and they're 17th in yards per attempt. But they're 26 in net yards per attempt. Because the biggest thing is you take away from this offense is Sam Howell takes a ton of sacks. 34 sacks so far, which is the most in the NFL. More than the New York Giants sacks this year. And here's the kicker. Howell is responsible for 13 of them, which is the most in the NFL. Second in the NFL is Justin Fields. How many? Eight. Seven. So almost, almost, almost half. And the O-line isn't great either. You know, Charles Leno's a solid left tackle for them. We got our boy Nick Gates, but Dex should eat this matchup. But the other side of that is the Giants only have five sacks in six games. So it's the most sacks allowed versus the least sacks had. But at the end of the day, you have Dexter Lawrence, Larry Williams, and Kayvon Thibodeau. These three dudes have to have a game like they did in the Commanders game last year, right? Like both those games, those guys dominated. Unfortunately, we don't have Aziz who played really well in both those games. But... You dominated them up front last year, and now you're facing a quarterback who takes the most sacks in the NFL. This this front three, I won't even call it a front four, Jihad Ward doesn't count. This front three <laughs> needs to be getting after the quarterback all game long. Yeah, man, and I, I want to give a stat that contextualizes just how bad Sam Howell is at taking sacks right now. So Pro Football Reference has an adjusted passing portion of for, for quarterbacks. Now, if you're familiar with baseball, like ERA plus or OPS plus, where 100 is the average level 
of where a player is supposed to be. So if a player, the fuck is this shit? If a player is above, I'm just giving context to the stat. If a player is above 100, just you said if you're familiar with baseball, like this isn't an anti-baseball show. If you're above 100, then you're then you're above average. If you're below 100, then you're below average. So. You know, I'll just go through Sam Howell's adjusted passing section of his pro football reference page. And again, 100 is average. Above 100, above average, below 100. You get the gist. His yards per attempt plus is at 100, so it's perfectly average. His touchdown rate plus is 102, slightly above average. Completion percentage plus, 114. Interception rate plus, 91. So he's thrown a couple more interceptions. So 91, not good, right? Sack rate plus, 60. 60. I have never seen a number this low. And I don't know, Bobby, out of all of the years, I'm going to, oh, you're a nice Yankee hat. I'm acting like I've been doing baseball. I've been acting like I've been doing talking giants for like 20 years. But out of all the games that we've previewed, Bobby, which is a decent amount at this point, I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback take as much sacks and it be his fault than Sam Howell. It's crazy. It's nuts. Well, that's like I remember doing our Cardinals prep, and I clipped that video where I'm like, shut up about the six sacks the Cardinals had. They were all Sam Howell's fault. Um, and he. So here's the thing, though. There's a good and bad to that because he does hang in there and is going to fire the ball in there, right? Like, um, like y- you get him versus these zone coverages, right? Which, you know, the Giants are going to run a little bit. He will fire it in the whole the soft spot of his own. Like he's got he's got some fearlessness to him. And you say, oh well he has six interceptions. Four of those came versus Buffalo. So he's not it's not like a consistent problem with even though one a game is still a lot and he's had one and so he's had interceptions in half his game. So that's that's more than most quarterbacks in today's NFL. But they like to get to those high to low, you know, three level reads like flood and sale. Um their little drive concepts. But again, Howell has no fear and they're not using play action very often, so it's kind of more drop back, just kind of hang in there and get that ball in the Terry McLaurin. And then if you're going to face man coverage, which the Giants are going to do, he's going to, like, that's where he goes to Terry McLaurin. They have not faced very much man coverage, but almost, he almost exclusively is like quick stuff to Curtis Samuel in man coverage, or we're, we're firing it into Terry McLaurin. And if you get in those cover zero looks, You've got to contain the edges. Like the Falcons, they only did it once, but they got in a cover zero look on third down. He snaps the ball. One, bam, he's outside the pocket. Terry McLaurin's coming across the field, and he's firing a ball on the run. Big chunk play for them. So that's how they'll get some of their big plays. So you got to real Adore's got to you got to you got to be there on Terry McLaurin this week, and you can't let him get out of the pocket when you do blitz and get in those man coverage looks because he's just. He's just going to buy enough time to where he can fire a ball on the Terry McLaurin when you get in that stuff. They're about middle of the pack in explosive play, in explosive plays, not explosive play rate, in, in 20-plus yard plays, um, which I thought they would be a little bit higher in that, I guess. What I'm really curious about, we we talked about him, and we already did the fantasy draft, um, so I, I, I talked about this guy a little bit in his stats. Talk to me about Curtis Samuel, because he's like the number two receiver right now, not really Jahan Dotson, who's having a little bit of a down year for some of the expectations that that Washington fans had for Jahan Dotson. Curtis Samuel is like an 87.5% catch rate, 31 targets. He's number one in catch rate among receivers with 30 targets. Talk to me about his role in this offense. And is that somebody that you're kind of circling, worrying about, you know, or, you know, that you have to account for? 
Yeah, I mean, they give him manufactured touches, and he's kind of a safety blanket for him, where it's like Terry McLaurin is like, the, all right, let's let's hang in there and make a play. Curtis Samuel is, is the safety blanket for him. So you got to you gotta be you, – you, you always have to know where Curtis Samuel is, right? Because if he's not, that's where he's going to go and get yak. And we know Curtis Samuel is very – has inside outside flexibility and again they will put him in the backfield there's a bunch of stuff so you you always kind of have to be hyper aware of where curtis samuel is defensively and then with mclaurin you just kind of have to and mclaurin is not about knowing where he is it's about just covering him well which is a lot easier said than done yeah and even thinking back to that 49ers game where you know, Shanahan kind of killed us with those screens a little bit on third and long, getting those screens, getting yards after the catch. That's where it's like Curtis Samuel, I feel like, can kind of come in and and wreck a little wreck a little havoc on us um, as well. Their running game. Yeah. They are a zone running team, which plays to the Giants' strengths. I'm excited for Okereke in this game. I think this could be a nice Bobby Okereke game. Brian Robinson, 3.9 yards per carry in the season, less than three in the last three games. I really don't like him as a back, but he's but even though he's a bigger guy, he's one of these bigger guys that loves to bounce anytime he gets an op- option. And when you play the zone teams, they're gonna they're gonna give you those opportunities. Um, you just got to stay disciplined in the edges, and you can stop this run defense. You now you have Bobby Okereke and McFadden playing better than you know he was last year. You can stop the run versus this team. Um, you know. Dex, let's 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 beat the shit out of our good friend Nick Gates um, in every facet of the game this week. So you know who I like? He's only gotten a few carries for them. Who? Oh wait, no no no, Chris Rodriguez, right? DUI guy. Remember we were harassing that guy on the draft stream. Chris Rodriguez is the running, the rookie running back out of Kentucky. I like him. Like I think he might even be a better back than him. And then Gibson doesn't get very many carries, but they use him in the receiving game quite a bit. Chris Rodriguez was a do not participate in practice, but it was for a personal reason. So I think he will. Maybe he got another DUI. <laughs> oh, come on. Um, or maybe he had to go go to court for the DUI. Maybe. That actually might be what it was. That's, that's kind of crazy. That's actually more than likely than not, speaking yeah. of which. So Brian Robinson, even though I agree with you, like I, I think Antonio Gibson is a better running back than Brian Robinson, but the commanders drafted him. This, you know, Ron Rivera and this kind of this coaching staff, they drafted him. So they like him. But he was a Gibson fumbles the ball like crazy, so it's hard to play him. But Brian Robinson was efficient last year. Like he did have some of his more efficient games last year when when playing the Giants. And also, Bobby, research Rick keeps track of this every single week, and we haven't really talked about it a ton. Giants in general were giving up five point one yards per rush. This is happening again, man. Where Dexter Lawrence, four yards per carry when he's on the field. Leonard Williams, 4.4 yards per carry allowed when he's on the field. Sean Robinson, it jumps up to 5.1. Nacho, it jumps up to 5.9. And then DJ Davidson and Jordan Riley on the field, it's over 6 yards per carry when they're on the field. So this is happening again, man, where Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are playing these high snap counts. They don't have a quality backup edge rusher. Uh, It's... So we're doing this whole thing again where even though we're maybe playing a running back that we should shut down pretty easily, um, that may not always be the case because anytime that Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are not on the field, you're holding your breath. You know what I think about that, though? And I think Sean Robinson has been pretty good, but they only use him in 3D lineman sets for the most part. Is It's not even those guys. Jordan Riley struggled versus the run last week. 
it's not really even to me an indictment on Nacho and DJ Davison or Ashawn Robinson. It's more that Dex and Leo are so good. Sometimes and Leo's had some issues too. So good that they will make plays where when those guys are on the field, they kind of do their job for the most part. But that's when the edge defenders not being very good versus the run. That's where the DBs not being very good versus the run really struggle because it's those guys are doing their job, but they're not making plays like Dex and Leo are. And I think that's really where that comes from. Is it's not necessarily those like if we had if we had great edge setters and good DBs in the run game stuff like that. I don't think it would be like that. But I really think it's like it really shows off how much those guys like the rest of the team struggles when those two are on the field and it's Dex and Leo. They just are going to make plays in the run game and they're going to make it really hard for teams to work their double teams and stuff. Yeah. What else you got? You got anything? Um, Chris Rodriguez already pled guilty to the DUI in July, oh. so he is not at court. Um, so hope whatever he's dealing with is not serious, which that would be serious too, but hopefully it's not anything. Hopefully nothing bad's happening. Maybe he's doing community service. How about maybe that? Could, did you ever think it was that, Justin, before you went judging this guy? We love you, Chris Rodriguez. Uh, and I think you should be starting for this team. I'm Great gonna be, senior bowl you had. He did have a very good senior bowl. I, I think he should be starting for this guy. And guess what? People make mistakes. Let them learn from them. Chris Rodriguez was young. All right. Well, I can't believe we did this. All right. We. we yeah, you. You brought this shit up. <laughs> I thought he had an injury. <laughs> That's... Yeah, you're, oh, he's, he's personal reasons. and happen, Then you make people like me speculate. Just report the facts. <laughs> all right. This was, that, I, I'm regretting all of this right now. Um, slandering this man who I think should be the starting back for the commanders. All right. Hey, Shula, you better hope I never get back in there. I will kick your ass. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs and have some fun. Gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you this episode is brought to you by manscape the brand that took your balls to space yeah that's right to space is now launching them to the ultrasphere introducing manscape's fifth generation performance package featuring the all-new lawnmower 5.0 ultra join the 9 million men wow worldwide who trust manscape with the new performance package 5.0 ultra by going to manscape.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code giants high tech for low prices inside the package you'll find the star of the show the lawnmower 5.0 ultra i love the lawnmower 5.0 i love it more than the 3.0 and the 2.0 and the 4.0 their fifth generation trimmer features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads a standard uh, one for t- uh, taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. Three length setting combs and more. Oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Which is big, which is really big too. Also, I'm in a hotel this week. So I'm coming up for the Commanders game, guys. And I'm a big, like, I bring, I bring my Manscaped with me when I travel so I can shave in the shower uh, at the hotel and not have to do it in my like my drain at uh smart at home smart um that's a that's a that's a nice little life hack and guess what they have a travel bag for that and, and i throw it in there manscape even threw in two free gifts to the performance package 5.0 the manscape boxers 2.0 and the shed 2.0 travel bag bring your comfort and boxers to another level both are coming with me to win this game 
Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GIANTS. Your balls have been through enough. It's time to go ultra with Manscaped. Um, that is a life hack, by the way. It's like you never have to clean up your shower if you, you know, if you travel a lot like we like we do in the season. Just, you know, bring it with you. Our iRacing driver, Anthony, every time we go to Atlantic City, that's what he does. Shaves his balls. Very nice. Love that for him. <laughs> we now welcome on Danny King to the show <laughs> for weather and trivia. Uh, Danny, I'm going to be up there, so make sure. What's this weather looking like? What do I need to pack for my trip up to New Jersey? Well, I know. I believe it's supposed to rain a lot. Wait, when are you going up there, Bob? Friday or Saturday? I'll be up there Saturday morning. Well, it's going to rain a little bit Saturday, so at least you're prepared for that. But Sunday is going to be nice. And by nice, I mean n- no rain. That, that's what I mean. It's going to be cloudy, 58 degrees, uh, but no chance of rain at all. So you'll be chilling throughout the game. Tailgate, uh, I can't give you an exact like tailgate weather, but it'll, it'll be like a little chilly. Uh, high. Give me some cold. degrees. How about that instead of chilly? 58. 58. I don't know what counts as chilly for you. 60 could be it's chilly. Gonna, it's going to be a little cooler in the morning is my is my guess, especially yeah, for, yeah. for so the well, a hoodie. A hoodie should be cool. enough. Oh, oh, yeah. Just bring a hoodie. Just bring a hoodie. And I, I mean, the wind, Justin knows the wind better than I do. I know. I, I'm I'm telling you what. I'm thinking about this may be, this may be the first Boots game. Ooh, first Boots game. Yeah. That's, just, that's, just, that's the big call. I would rather have my feet warm than... Like oh I'm so uncomfortable even though it's like fifty something degrees I'm so uncomfortable get me get me out of here my feet are t- dying. Yeah, but I mean you'll, you'll you'll survive, Bobby, out there. You'll survive. That's the one thing I usually do survive though. My feet are like like bricks. They're like I in football practice people would stomp on my feet sometimes when you play offensive line it wouldn't hurt. And I remember the last game I was at, which was that Commanders game last year, it was very cold, and I had stepped in the in the. Uh, we went uh, up in the mountains the day before, and I got my boots wet by uh, stepping in the in the river or whatever. Oh, the stream. by the way, I do so have I to wear my tennis shoes. I do have wind now. It's twenty two miles per hour. Twenty two miles per hour wind is what's predicted. It's wow. kind of crazy. So, all right, uh, Danny, tri- what's trivia for the week? Trivia for the week. Uh, I tell you, I remember that we have done a lot of these for the commanders, so I'm really. I'm really digging into old stats. So this week I decided to go back to the 2013 season. And when the Giants defeated the Commanders 24 to 17, two Giants scored touchdowns in this game. One guy ran the ball twice and the other one caught one touchdown. Can you guys name the two guys that uh, contributed touchdowns this game? Say it again. Was this the Victor Cruz game clinching touchdown game? Uh, Bobby, two Giants. You can't answer that. Well, for first of all, that you can't answer that question that, that Justin just asked, Danny. What, what <laughs> is the not, question again? I'm not. I'm not answering. I'm not answering. My, my figure was quick. Sorry. Uh, two Giants scored touchdowns in the 2013 Week 13 matchup against Commanders. Someone ran it in twice, and then someone caught one touchdown. That that's what I'm getting out of here. Okay, so I'm. I, this is a great time to ask me questions because I lived in like a different house every year from like 2010 to 16. So I could remember like, where did I watch this game? So 2013, I was living in. Also, Justin, now, by the way. Huh? Where was I living in 2013? It isn't. Why'd you answer that? Because the that's 2012 was when that Victor Cruz game was. Because I remember where I was living and watching it. 
I, I still don't think you guys would get one. The I'm going to say Rashad Jennings. And then no. one guy caught it. I'm going to go. Rashad Jennings wasn't I'm... a giant yet. He wasn't? Nope. Not yet. He was like a 2014, 2015, 2016 vehicle. Yeah. And then who caught it? I'm gonna just gonna say. I'm gonna say Cruz caught it. Give me uh Damn, it was like the tight end in 2013. Uh I'm just gonna go Hakeem Nix. And who ran it in? Uh who is who is Ahmad Bradshaw? Hakeem Nix is a bad guess because Hakeem Nix stopped scoring touchdowns. That might have even been his zero touchdown year. So the Giants, it was Andre Brown. Oh, twice. Andre he's my Brown hero. Twice. And Justin, you were on to something with the tight end, actually. In the tight end that caught it was Brandon Myers. Oh, my God. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Wait, I have something to show everybody. But just going to go show Keep that. Did you see Rashad Jennings on, on Wheel of Fortune last night? I did. It was kind of funny. But yeah, Brandon Myers, five catches, 61 yards at a touchdown. Brandon Myers, how about that? As Justin's pulling something else up. He was one year with the Giants, in case anyone. I, I did that. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Andre, Andre Look at this. Brown. Look at that. Didn't he, I like, retweet a, you for, like, wearing that or something? I was, a, I was a huge Andre Brown and Orland Starkwell fan growing up, but particularly Andre Brown was before Orland Starkwell. He scored a lot of touchdowns. And I did believe that he was the truth. That's that. it. A little throwback. Did have two touchdowns in that game. All right. Good good stuff, Danny. All right. Fantasy draft. Spent a lot of time on weather and trivia. Fantasy. <laughs> but you know what? That's what happens. Weather. Uh, weather. I'm off. Fantasy draft where we draft players from the Giants and the team they're playing. Danny will be picking first. He is in first place after a 32.9 outing last week. We were all within five points in our scores. Justin scored 31. He's still in last, but he has de- exactly 200 points, 19 points back. I had 27 points. I'm 17 points back. I'll be picking third. Danny, who is the first pick? I'm going to go Saquon. Ooh, uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, com- all right. Commanders, commanders do give up some decent points to running backs. They've also been stingy at times. Especially against Arizona and Chicago, but I mean, I, yeah, I mean Saquon. How many points you get last week? I, I don't have that number all the time. I had he had 13 points last week. Nothing crazy, uh, but I mean, maybe this is the week he can feel a little bit better. Obviously, last week was still coming off his injury. He'll still be coming off his injury, but I don't know. I feel like Saquon could do something this game. If there's any game you could do something, this is the game. I had him second on my big board, Justin. Who are you picking? Yeah, I, I guess I'll go with Terry McLaurin. He's the number one receiver for the Commanders. Feel like they're going to want to give him the ball. Um, I don't feel awesome about this pick, but I just feel like it makes the most sense. Yeah, he's number one on my big board. That's who Sam Howell trusts the most. Obviously, I mean he's he's the best receiver in this game, um, so it makes sense. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Darren Waller. First, just so I can say I picked a giant first, even though he's fourth on my big board. Um, I think this is a game where you saw that little shock concept, and they're going to... I think this is a game where you're going to get some good Darren Waller stuff. They give up a lot of explosive plays. And then I'm going to take Brian Robinson Jr. They're starting back. Even though I don't love Brian Robinson, he's at least going to get volume. He's even done a little bit in the... I think he's had a couple of receiving touchdowns this year, too. He had a nice screen pass last week. 
last week and then you had one week one they're good in the red zone i'm gonna go brian robinson jr with my second pick even though i hate brian robinson just from like a I, like a from a prospect and then like why is washington continuing to use him standpoint i thought you that, liked him no no i did not um 3.9 yards per carry this year he's not efficient he's like not a ver- I, I was with well, you we're gonna, we talked about that in the first part of the show that we haven't recorded yet right yeah so we we, we <laughs> talked about that but um he was efficient against the Giants last year. Brian Robinson Jr. was. So that, that's the main point. I'm going to go with uh, – it is my pick, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. Uh, that's the right pick. 27 receptions on 31 targets, 87% catch rate. That has to be out of like all receivers that have over 30 targets this year. That has to be like the highest in the NFL. He also does have two touchdowns, so he's not immune to catching touchdowns, 10.6 yards per reception. This is the guy that I really wanted. Like, you know, hey – you know, I, I think the Giants may like, hey, Terry McLaurin, we're going to try and lock you down a little bit. But I think Curtis Samuel going out of the slot is going to get a lot of those, um, you know, quick targets if Wink is going to try and blitz Sam Howell and take advantage of bad quarterback play. So I think Curtis Samuel is actually going to eat on Sunday. Curtis Lowe. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to test yours. Is he number one? He is number one uh, in catch rate for over 30 targets. How about that? Only forty nine guys with uh with with that. Danny, you've got back to back picks. Uh, I just realized something because the player I was about to pick, I was just reading up him up on fantasy, and then I saw he was on the injury report Wednesday. So I might have to quickly readjust that. Um, and DMP that kind of sucks. Uh, first pick, I'm gonna take. Logan it's kind of Thomas. a weekly thing with him though. He did, it yeah, happened last yeah. week too. Yeah, we're gonna take Logan Thomas here. Uh, I know he didn't do much last week. But he's had some production this year. Not a lot, but he's had some. And I'm not saying this is the week to do it, but maybe it is. And then, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm, I, don't, I don't think he'll be back on the come around, so I'm going to have to take it. I'm going to take Wandale. All right, so you, did you take Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas first. Logan okay. Thomas first. And then Wandale. Uh, yeah. I just don't think he'd be around on the come around. Yeah. I mean, you, you just got him in a tradable slot, so it makes sense. Um, oh, it's genius me. I totally planned that. All right, Justin, your next pick. Darius Slayton. I can't believe he lasted this long, to be honest. I think this could be a big Darius Slayton game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He has some He has some moments against Washington throughout his entire career, some good, some bad. Whether it's Tyrod throwing the ball or even like Daniel Jones looking at the film last week and seeing how Darius Slayton was open on those sideline throws, which, which Daniel Jones has thrown in his career, just hasn't really thrown him this year. I think this could be a fun Darius Slayton game, whether it's on the sidelines or whether it's running crossers over the middle of the field. Could be fun. Uh, this is a good week, I, I feel like, to have the third pick because uh, you don't have to pick 11th or 12th, which is tough in this this one. So I'm going to go just guys who are starters at receiver. Jahan Dotson. Uh, I'll go first. He he's not having the season that people expected out of him, but again, he's a starting receiver. He did have that uh, game tire last year versus the Giants. Good receiver. He can he can win some. And then Jalen Hyde. Even though Jalen Hyde is Jalen Hyde's a starting receiver for the Giants now. He's taking Isaiah Hodgins' spot. Um, he's not going to get a lot of volume because hey, guess what? He does have to grow as a route runner. You can't just throw the ball deep every single play. But he's gonna. If this is a this is the team that gives up fucking explosives, yeah. Um, this is a horrible defense that we're playing. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my boy Jalen Hyatt. I feel like Tyrod. Let's let's attack the middle of the field or something. So I'm getting two starting receivers to Han Johnson and Jalen Hyatt. Justin, your last pick. Antonio Gibson. Okay, that back, makes sense. 
backup running back for the Commanders. They use him a little bit. Um, they don't like him, but they, they'll use him in the receiving game a little bit. Antonio Gibson, better than your typical backup running back for fantasy. Yeah, at least he, he'll probably get you like at least a minimum of three, four point, four and a half points with three yeah. catches for 15 yards. Danny. This is tough. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I would get yeah. wacky with this one because uh, there's like one safe guy who's in the rotation, but I, w- I would get wacky with it. I actually have a correction for Bobby on this document. Bobby put Lawrence Cager in this document, and this email yeah, was yeah. sent two hours ago. Lawrence Cager's no longer on the roster. Giants only have I think he's going to be elevated from the practice squad, though, actually. Oh, okay. So Even little, though he's not on the, the practice squad. But I just copy and paste the Giants players every um, week. It's, I'm, no, not, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not retyping that shit in every single you're week. You're wrong. That, that, that is fair. That is fair. But Bobby, <laughs> hey, if he's, not, if he's not on the practice squad, I won't put him on there. There you go. Next week. Oh, good lord above. Um, Danny? Uh, screw it. I mean, he Did- still was getting rotated in a lot last week, so I'm going to take Matt Burita. Oh, I hate this pick. He's not going to get any t- You're You're basically banking on Saquon being injured. Uh yeah yeah I mean I saw Brita was in a decent amount last week at least what do you have four for four yeah, like four th- he gives you four nothing carries. he's not going to be using the res- like four carries I would have you know what I I would have done with this pick I feel like Isaiah Hodgins would have been a little safer I would have yeah. taken Daniel Bellinger we're kind of uh, due yeah, yeah, for yeah. a Daniel Bellinger red zone touchdown I'll be honest um, I was really looking at Bellinger I really was but then nothing last week against Buffalo I just I just could have this is the I'm still not one hundred percent certain they'll give Saquon every single rep again week. All right, so to recap, Danny in first place has Saquon Barkley, Logan Thomas, Wandale Robinson, and Matt Breida. Uh I feel like me and Justin might both overtake you this week, Danny, as long as Saquon doesn't have a baller, baller game, which he very well may. Uh, Justin has McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Slayton, and Gibson. I have Darren Waller, Brian Robinson Jr., Jahan Dotson, and Jalen Hyatt. I was so. not a fan of the first pick this week. I really wasn't. All right, uh... Giant factors, Danny. You are up first this week. I hate. I, I, it feels like a cop out answer. I don't know, but I mean, giant factors. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like my giant factor this week is Darren Waller. Uh, look, obviously, Darren Waller, big free, uh, big time trade this off season, has had uh, some good games so far this year, uh, but hasn't found the end zone yet, and that's obviously not on him. Every single time, he almost had a touchdown last week against the Buffalo Bills, but obviously, uh, just didn't go his way. I, I don't know, Darren Waller. You've been having good games. I want you to find the end zone this weekend. If we're going to beat the commanders, you really do need to be that giant factor. Be that security blanket for whether it's most likely Tyrod Taylor, I'm assuming, for records before even injury report comes out, or Daniel Jones. Just go out there, be a giant factor, get a touchdown, get two touchdowns. Why not? And obviously there's only right now two tight ends on the roster, so they're going to be relying on you a lot more in a lot bigger roles than what they would have given uh, Cage or so. I don't know. Darren Waller. Go out there, be a giant factor, score a touchdown this week. I, I I need a Darren Waller touchdown more than I need air. And also, Kelsey Plum's a champion again, so you gotta gotta match the Kelsey Plum energy this week. Mm. Can I be honest? I was kind of rooting for the Las Vegas Aces so Darren Waller could be happier, and like I'm I'm more invested in Darren Waller's happiness than I am oh, the New York Liberty, even though I am a New York Liberty fan. I was watching New York Liberty with my friends, and I was actively rooted for the Las Vegas Aces solely because I want Darren Waller to. Take the advantage of the energy. Yeah, I want him to be like ha- enjoying himself with her, having a good night, not trying to console her. I, I need Darren Waller, I, and then then she can reciprocate. I, I I needed them in a good mood, so I'm I'm very happy for Darren Waller. 
By the way, Sean Sullivan uh, messaged me a video on Patreon. Uh, it's trying to actively get me fired by saying I could use this video. Justin, <laughs> who is your giant factor this week? My giant factor this week is Deontay Banks. There's a little bit of a spotlight on Deontay Banks. It's no longer just the underrated rookie season. It's, all right, Deontay Banks is having a good rookie season. So now since the spotlight's on you a little bit, don't go out there. And have a bad game, man. We need you to continue to stay consistent, whether you're covering Terry McLaurin, which, hey, they showed a couple snaps uh, against the Bills that it's Stefan Diggs versus Deontay Banks. I guarantee you it's not just going to be Odori Jackson versus Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin has had some solid games against the Giants, too. So Deontay Banks, go out there, whether it's against Terry McLaurin or against Jahan Dotson, who's not having the best of seasons. Expect you to go out there, handle your business like you've been doing. Deontay Banks, be a giant factor. Well, I'm actually going to have Adore Jackson be my giant factor because I do think he's going to get the matchup with, with Terry McLaurin. And Terry McLaurin has had really good games against the Giants. He was like the one guy who would beat James Bradbury consistently on the Giants. Adore Jackson was stellar, a stud for two years for the Giants. He's been a good corner, right? He's not a bad corner, but he hasn't been like that complete dominant, like, hey, he shuts down one side of the field type guy this year, right? Like wide receiver ones have been able to get theirs versus this New York Giants team. Um, and that is including now that he's not in the slot anymore, right? And Cordell Flaw is the starting slot corner again. So I'm going to go with Dory Jackson, man. Limit Terry McLaurin because that is where Sam Howell likes to go. Like when you when Sam Howell is being blitzed and facing man coverage, he likes to run and go after Terry McLaurin. Don't let him beat us. He's not, not going to be perfect, but don't let him beat us. So, Adoria Jackson, you are my giant factor for week seven versus the Commanders. All right, spread picks. I am tied with Justin for last. I had a three and four <laughs> week, really? but Ooh. Justin went six and one last week. <laughs> no way. Week. <laughs> you went Justin six went, and one, Justin? Justin oh, went six and one. Uh, so me and him are both 21 and 25. The Danny and the listeners both went four and three last week. Danny is 24 and 22, and the listeners are 26 and 20, so they're still in first place. I'm just waiting for my six and one week because I've been kind of been like four and three, three and four, four and four, four and four the last two weeks. Like I've been literally just straight 500 the last four weeks. I'm, I just need that one six and one game to get me back. Week get me back on. Danny, who are spread picks brought to us by? Spread picks, as always, are brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook because we are back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner and draft cases to stop in there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this October. So football is more fun when you're actually in on the action. So what I would recommend you do is go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code world. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's a pretty solid offer only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bet partner of the NFL with code world. W-O-R-L-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 
to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill, Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Like to see partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftcase.com slash football terms. For eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Hey, guys, guess what? You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. You'll be glad you friggin' did. All right, spread picks. Thursday Night Football. Jags at Saints minus two. The listeners represented by Nick Daughtry are going Jags plus two. I'm going Saints minus two. Uh, there's Trevor Lawrence injury. Uh, I'm I'm not betting on I'm not betting on it. And Lawrence isn't great under pressure. And I think they're gonna like they're even if he is playing, they're gonna try and go at him. So I'm I'm gonna go Saints Saints minus two. I'm just kind of going against the grain with Thursday night football because I've been really bad on Thursday night football this year. Justin, who do you got? I think this is a crazy spread. Um, I am. What's Trevor Lawrence's injury? The knee. Sprain left knee. He's going to start against the Saints. This is Adam Schefter one minute ago, pending a pregame workout. Lawrence has reported improvement in his mild left knee sprain. So that was one minute ago. I think this is a crazy spread. That's insane. Huh? That's kind of crazy that that was updated one minute before we talked about this. I know. I, I just um, searched Trevor Lawrence on Twitter. Adam the, Schefter. Did the spread change on that? Well, it was. It the was, Saints are more favored. They're minus two and a half now. Really? Well, They're it was. Favored, it was minus one on Thursday. Saints minus one on Thursday. I still think that's a crazy spread. I think the Jags' defense is really solid, and I think the Saints' offense is really bad. Like Derek Carr, I just don't. I don't think he's right. I think, you know, not going back to what he was in like the 20 teens, like he's, he is who he was last year. So give me Jags plus two. Counterpoint, it's Thursday Night Football. Danny, who do you got? Uh, I'm also going Saints because uh, I literally really? read an ESPN report that's saying it's it's obviously hidden on the uh, on his pregame workout. I just don't think on the short week uh, this Jaguars can get this done. And so I think Saints cover, and I think they also win outright. So this decides who is last place on the Sunday morning graphic, Justin. Okay. Excited for it. Excited for it. Lions at Ravens minus three. Game of the week right here. Sucks we won't be able to watch it. Um, What do you got on this, Justin? Lions... They're just they're a much better team right now, but I also can very much see this being the oh Lions are hot. Everybody's talking about them, all the attention's on them, and then their defense goes out there and has a dud. The Ravens just haven't showed very good, consistent football throughout the year, even though I think they can do it. But give me That's, Lions plus two. I agree. They're they're not fun. They have too many mistakes, and I don't think you're being the Lions. I don't think you're being the Lions minus three like that. I'm going Lions. Listeners are going Lions. Danny, are you with us or against us? I'm also going Lions. The Lions are a fun team, and I'm probably getting lured into the trap right now. I just dropped my phone. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Detroit Lions are just a better team, but this is 100% a trap game for them. Falcons at Bucks minus 2.5. Who will be atop the NFC South? 
Um, I, I just love the Falcons, even though I hate their quarterback. So I'm going to pick the Falcons. They beat the Bucs uh, last year at the end of the season by a wide margin. I'm going Falcons plus two and a half. Listeners are going Bucks. Danny, who do you got? I'm also going Bucks. The Falcons are god-awful at attempting to cover the spread. They're one in five this year. And, I mean, off game for the Bucks last week. But I I, I just cannot – I mean, Desmond Ritter obviously has had some, I guess, a lot of touchdowns. But I, just, I, I think he sucks. So I'm just not going to uh, roll with him. Falcons, Falcons. Right, go ahead. Sorry, I almost repeated the same game. Justin, Falcons had like three opportunities to win the game <laughs> against the Commanders on Sunday. Like three opportunities in the fourth quarter. To all right, this is the drive. We're gonna go down and tie. We're gonna go down to win. And now, nah, man, they 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 just couldn't. And I think Todd Bowles is gonna take advantage of you know playing a bad quarterback. So give me Bucks minus two and a half. Browns at Colts plus two and a half. Uh, Anthony Richardson, he's done. I love this Browns defense. I think this defense is, I know it sounds crazy. I think this defense is capable of getting this Browns team to the Super Bowl. I really do. I think this defense is that good. I'm going to go Browns minus two and a half. I think they're going to ruin Gardner Minshew's day. He's ruining it. Listeners are also going Browns. Justin, who do you got? Deshaun Watson is back to practice for the Browns, so this makes it a little bit easier. Give me the Browns here. Danny? Yeah, as much as the pains, you know, I'm going to go with the Browns. Their defense is very good. Offense, obviously, I don't know, still, still needs a little missing something, but they're just a better team than the Colts, especially an Anthony Richardson-less Colts. They're missing points. Um, Steelers at Rams minus three. What do you got on this one, Danny? Uh, I'm gonna be rocking with the rams the rams are actually solid uh i mean i know they're obviously three and three but like still they're they're pretty solid team but i think they're just better than this uh steelers team right now so i'm gonna take the the rams to to cover that good old spread justin yeah rams they're just really a much better team even though they've played some really tough teams too they are a much better team than the steelers yeah and they have like a huge quarterback advantage i'm going rams too listeners are going steelers Chargers at Chiefs minus five and a half. Who do you got in this one, Justin? Chargers are going to cover, but they're not going to win. How, what is the the in the since Justin Herbert has uh, come over to the Chargers? What do you think the biggest, the most the Chiefs have won beat the Chargers by since then? So twenty twenty. Ten. Three. Oh, good for me. And, and and they've beat them a good handful of times too. Like the Chargers' margins of victory have been actually have been better. This is the divisional game. The Chiefs, um, they are not a they don't have like that blow you away type talent on offense. So I'm I'm going Chargers plus five and a half. Um I wish this would have been my spread pick in the in the John Boy League, which I don't even remember what it was. It was 49ers. Um so I'm going Chargers. Listeners are going Chiefs. Danny, are you using my stats or are you gonna stick with what you thought before? I'm using your stats because it just backs up what I was going with before. I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers. I usually don't look up anything on this, but I was like, you know what? I had a, I had a feeling about that, and so that's so I do, I think the Chiefs are going to win by literally three points. Dolphins at Eagles minus two and a half. This might actually be game. Of, this is game of the week, not not yeah. Lions Ravens. This is the game of the friggin' week. We're going to be watching this at the warehouse, Justin. Listeners are going Dolphins. I'm going Dolphins too. I think the Dolphins are going to – I think they take this as a challenge. Like top of the NFC, 
Like this is this maybe we could be facing this team in the Super Bowl type stuff. I'm going Dolphins. I think they're going to boat race them. Who do you got, Justin? Lane Johnson confirmed to I believe a radio station uh, that he's going to be out there versus the Dolphins, and this ankle injury isn't as bad as other injuries he's had. That makes this game a little bit different. A lot different. Eagles. Danny? Uh, I mean, it's, this is going to come kind of sounded like a hater, but I don't know what it is right out the Eagles, but they just don't have that same swagger for last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're not just that, like, I, 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 they would crush the Giants, but, like, I just don't think they're, like, that unstoppable force they were last year. And uh, I think the Dolphins are going to beat them this week because uh, I think the Dolphins are – probably the best team not probably i i claim the dolphins are the best team in football or right up there with the niners honestly so to me the 49ers are still number one i'll take it the dolphins here in the last game of the week 49ers at vikings plus six and a half 49ers are the best team in the nfl i'm going 49ers minus six and a half justin who you got vikings could like backdoor cover this game like and lose by six um, I, I, I'll forty. I would hate if I picked the Vikings and the 40, uh, 49ers. They're still the best. Brock Purdy's not getting enough credit, by the way. He had a bad game, and this was like his first bad game against the Browns, like in his NFL career so far. But he's not getting enough credit for that final drive, still putting the 49ers in a position to like win the game. So give me the 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to win this game by like 30 points. Danny, what do you got? <laughs> I mean, the only question is, like, is Chris McCaffrey 100% and will he 100% play? I, I believe he will, at least. That, that's what I thought I read. But I could be wrong. But I'm still taking the Niners. Uh, the Vikings are a very bad football team right now. We broke them, and I take pride in that. All right. Danny, what is your score prediction for Commanders at Giants? All right, so should the Giants beat the Commanders? Probably yes. Uh, But I haven't. I mean, they play close against the Bills, but that's because Brian Dayball knows him well. I'm rambling right now, but I I, I think the Giants, unfortunately, are going to lose. I know you're there, Bobby, this week, and I know you're undefeated at Giants games, uh, having lost uh, at bad life, I should say, but you've also tied. That's besides the point. Giants are going to probably gonna lose commanders this week in a close one. Uh, I think it goes down to the wire. Giants are going to lose uh, uh, 17-10 because I just can't see this offense scoring yet. And I need to believe they could score, and they haven't shown me that. I have a Daniel Jones update at the end of the show. I know, I'm tweeting it right I, now. I, I, <laughs> Do your score prediction while I tweet it out. Um, I think the Good Giants Lord. are going to lose. Um, they haven't scored a touchdown. They haven't scored in the first half. They haven't scored a touchdown at home yet this year. And I know the back end of the schedule gets easier, but they just haven't showed me anything to believe that they could take advantage of the schedule getting easier. So Giants lose... Um, 20. I think the defense will do a good job. 20 to 20 to 13. So you think they break the touchdown drought, though? Uh, it's just a matter of when. I would like it to be in the first half, I guess. All right, I am doing the tweet. So now I have to take into fact that I think Tyrod Taylor will be probably playing this week. I'm undefeated at Giants games out of 10. Undefeated. Never lost. Um, so I am going Giants 77, Commander 0. And I don't need to explain it besides the fact that I am undefeated. And it is a guaranteed win. Guaranteed. There, there, like, you can 
hey, we've had a losing streak. Just enjoy your weekend because know that Monday morning will be Victory Monday. It's been a while, but you will have a Victory Monday on uh, Monday on Monday. So we'll see you then. Come out to the tailgate. Link in the description. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.